Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. I'm the idiot that didn't realize his uh, headphones were plugged in just now. Yeah. Guys, I can't hear anything. I was like, I, was, I, I can't hear anything. <laughs> is, this, is this thing on? Hello? It was me. <laughs> it's you. It's we're okay. back uh, with another Dynasty packed show here. We got a lot going into it as we inch our way towards the playoffs, which are right around the corner. And we're actually weeks. back today. We've had like a month. <sighs> Where we've been remote, not all three of us. Like we're we're actually back now. That yeah, feels good. It took a week off, and I took it like a true week off where I was just like not doing anything for Dynasty. I went to yeah. the mountains. Uh, I have no idea what your guys' show is about because I didn't listen to it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, we're back. All three of us will be all three of us hopefully here for uh, the remainder of the year because we don't do a show between Christmas and New Year's Eve, so we got a Correct. lot to cover uh, from here until then. You know, trades, people we like, buy, sells. Get you ready for the playoffs. Kind of be like playoff centric here a little bit for the next couple of weeks, and then uh, we get into the off season essentially, which is crazy. The important part. We'll yeah. do our way too it's early twenty three rookie mock draft, uh, and then all the fun shows until that, and then right around what late January we start doing our rookie breakdowns. Uh, I think we February? wait until until February because it's usually right after the Senior Bowl, which is usually like mid February. Yeah, right. right. Mid February we start. So, so yeah, somewhere around there. It's yeah. after Super Bowl and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know when we were done that, dude, we were like, we were like, oh, we should start. We should have started a week earlier. I think we always say that, and then we don't. Yeah, maybe we really will this year. <laughs> well, we should, and we just fill with a mock draft at the end because you can never yeah. do enough mock drafts for the people. It's literally what yeah. they crave. Like, give me another mock draft. Because then the mock draft will change right away, like three days later. I bet if we did mock draft on this show every week, and that's all we did. We're like dinosaurs mock draft. Like people would just listen every week. They probably would. I wonder what our numbers would drop down to. Still you know, good enough. Six listeners. <laughs> six hardcore ADP people. I love all six of you. Nerd herd for life. Um, so let's get in this show. Before we do, I got to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. I was just in New York. I was making mad Prize Picks picks. Uh, I think I made six uh, parlays. Uh-huh. Uh, I won one out of six. Mm. A couple of people. I won't say who. Sick one. Uh, <laughs> really came back and uh, uh, bit me in the butt. Um so that didn't the, help. The, the one we talked about on the air would have hit last week, Matt. Oh, yeah. The one we talked about on the air would have hit because we got the free one from Justin Jefferson. Of course, right. We got the over on Amon Ra and the over on receiving yards from Ramondre. Nice. So there we go. Oh, thanks for the text. <laughs> hey, you're the expert. I could have won $200 because <laughs> you put down 20 to win 200 But anyways, uh, I got I got some picks this week that I feel really good about. I mean, my brother in law is gonna be in New York this week. I'm gonna have him put these picks in for me uh, on Price Picks, and this is what part this is what Price Picks is. You know, like he mentioned, they do tons of fun things. Like on Thanksgiving, they had Justin Jefferson over 0.5 receiving yards. So that hit slam dunk, amazingly hit. <laughs> um, so you know, right now you get in there, you pick two to five players, you take the over under their projections, it's just you versus them, the computer, and you went up to ten times your entry. It's just you versus the numbers, and it doesn't have to be just football. Like. If you know a lot about golf, if you know a lot about basketball, college basketball, college football, all these different sports, you can interchange all these parlays yep. that you like. Um, and if you use a promo code, which we encourage you to do, uh, no matter what, if you're going to sign up, is use the promo code NERDS because obviously it helps us out uh, and supports our sponsor, sponsors. Use the promo code NERDS. They'll give you a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Mm. And here are my, I have 
five because I like to do five because I go okay. for the big bucks. All right. Um, here are my five prize picks of the week. Are you ready for them? Let's Tell me what it. you think. I think these are all locks, except for one. One's a maybe. Tell me, I'll tell you the one's a maybe. Okay. Ramondre Stevenson over 60 and a half rushing yards against the Bills. The Bills currently are 20th against the fantasy football running back. So they're like middle of the road. Yeah. And um, with, with Harris out, they're going to run. I think I would take the over on that too. But what if it's a shootout and they get blown out? And they, they can't run. He's going to have a big run. Don't you worry about that. I would much rather have the, the, receiving o- the over under 0.5 touchdowns for Ramondre Stevenson. Ooh, that's a nice one, too. Yeah, 0.5. Uh, another one I like, I like Saquon Barkley, 70 70.5 rushing yards against Washington. I like the under. I think most of his points are going from the passing away. game. Washington, the second best team uh, against a running back right now. And they got just got Chase Young back, so yeah. like a is really it, good D line did there. Did they activate him? They did activate okay. him. Okay, all right, cool. Is he going to be sick again? I think this week. So um, <laughs> I like the under there. Okay. Nick Chubb over. Of course. 90 and a half rushing yards versus Houston. Houston's currently 29th right now against the fantasy football running back. So yeah, that I like a, the over that there. That one's a lock. He might get that on the first run. He might. He might. <laughs> he might. You know, plus Deshaun coming back, they want to work him in there. Um, Garrett Wilson over 53 and a half receiving yards versus Minnesota Minnesota right now dead last when it comes to stopping the fantasy football receivers dead last and the one I'm the one I'm a little bit questionable about is but I like it Justin Herbert over 275 and a half passing yards versus Las Vegas uh Las Vegas Raiders are currently 31st against the quarterback that could be a shootout it could be like last year's playoff game you know well pre could have been a playoff game almost played the cards right got five quarters of football Uh, get a tie (laughs) I like JH on that. What do you think of those? No, I mean, I, those are all pretty good. I, I, that last one, I think, is is the hard one to kind of nail down. It's a high number, but I, I think you get, I think you could get there. Mike Williams comes back this week. Is Palmer's he, is he actually coming back? Uh, allegedly. I mean, he came back last time for lineups. one play, and that was it. So I've got a lot of Mike Williams shirts. So do I, man. <laughs> so do I. And I'd love to be able to start him with some confidence. He's letting me down. I love him. Check He's him out. Prize picks, promo code NERDS. All right, let's get into some of these injuries before we kick off the show, too. Ready? Yep. Darnell Mooney, ankle, out for the year. Out for the year. Dunzo. See ya. Yeah, so it's like Chase Claypool, Equinemius, and Cole Komet. If they have a quarterback to even throw to him, because Justin Fields was out last week. Then they had the whole, like, Simeon. Wait, just kidding. No, it's Nathan Peterman. Wait, just kidding kidding. Simeon. (laughs) Simeon. (laughs) Gotcha. Like, I have, I think... Without officially saying it, I think they're like, we're good. We have the second pick right now. We're just <laughs> yeah. going to we're gonna pack it in. I would. Yes. You're out of it. You know you have your quarterback in the future. You rest him. You get him healthy. You sit him down. Increase your draft pick. You have another. They have another draft pick, too. Don't they have two firsts? Uh, no, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is the first time in a while that, that they've had their own pick. Yeah, that they just have their own. Yeah, list. dude, you get the number two overall pick. You can get, like, you have the. Probably get like Will Anderson or or trade back and get a haul. Get a haul for somebody who wants that. Yeah, CJ Stroud, Stroud or, something or something like that. Yeah. And considering um, they just gave up their second round draft pick, which is going to be really really high for for Chase, that wouldn't be a bad option for them to move, yeah, move back probably. Oh, I forgot to give. Oh, that's a good pick for the Steelers. Good thing they're using Chase a lot. <laughs> he's just he's, he'll get there. He's getting acclimated. Dude, what a bad trade! I, I did hear that. Claypool was talking about how much more complicated it was than the Steelers, which was surprising to me. Uh, but he was talking about how it's like a much more complex playbook than it was in in uh, 
Pittsburgh. I mean, it's so complex they wouldn't let Justin Fields throw the football for <laughs> six weeks. Do you have it yet? Nah. Figure out how to try to catch a pass if he doesn't throw it. Dude, I'm still trying to get down running. all these handoffs. Man. This is a lot. <laughs> wow. So Darnell Mooney out. I mean, on this show, like we've never been big on Darnell Mooney. We've always viewed him as like a wide receiver three, even as a number one in yep. Chicago. Um, a nice player that's better to be a compliment. So that should take place here in 2023. Um but if you have Mooney, you're just sitting with Mooney. There's nothing. Yeah, there's really nothing to do with it. Najee Harris strained his abs. Mm-hmm. I've never strained abs because I don't have abs. The strain, <laughs> so couldn't do that if I wanted to. But he's strained his. So, so, so the worry to be determined. Yeah, the worry here is obviously a hernia that could that could send him out for an extended period of time, maybe even the end of the year. Um, so I think that's the concern here. That's something to keep an eye on. I, obviously, you know. Uh, Benny Jeez. Snell is the guy that came in and, and was operating. Because Warren's banged up Because Warren well. is the guy who, who was the number two, and he's got a hamstring injury, obviously. When he gets back, I'm sure he'll be the guy. He's much more explosive uh, than a Benny Smell, Smell. Benny Smell type. <laughs> Benny Snell type. Um, and even Anthony and Anthony McFarland finally got in the he game He actually looked bit. pretty good. He yeah. did look good. He's yeah. explosive. I always have liked his speed. He's just always been a little undersized. Right. I always liked him, dude, again, trying to get the outside. Like, Remember when McFarland came out of yes. Maryland? We're like, dude, this is, good. this is a guy in Pittsburgh. Like, once he, James Conner leaves, a little he could be bit the guy. Too. Yeah. He's balked up a little bit, too. I don't know. I, I Nothing will probably come of it, but. It's fun for like all the deep bench Anthony Mar- McFarland. I have. Maryland has got always they always have some good athletes. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and there are some guys that pop on the the test scores. Yeah, but it doesn't always translate to the football field. We'll see. Sure. We'll see if he gets a little opportunity. And it does maybe. Um, it looked good this past. It's week. just nice to see him get some carries whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, are, are you looking to buy Najee Harris now? With you know, with this news, he obviously he's been down most of the season battling different injuries, hasn't performed as well as people had hoped, not getting the, the receiving volume that he got last year, but still a guy that is likely to be leading their team in targets and carries and all that at the running back position for the next two, three seasons. Looking to buy, what would you pay? Like, where, where are you I've, at with Najee? I've tried to buy Najee multiple times because as his price dipped during a like mid-season, he dipped. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I would I def, I would pay a first for Najee, like definitely a mid to late first. I'd have mm-hmm. no problem doing it. He's still, I mean, he's not young, um, but like you said he's still the guy there for the next three years. Right. Uh, the, t- the tough part about this injury, though, is obviously you're not going to be able to use him much, or if at all, at the rest point, of the season. Yeah, it's almost. Maybe. It depends on how this thing turns out. If it is a hernia, yeah. Uh, and so that's the weird part is chances are it's probably more of rebuild teams that would target him and then but then you're high. targeting a running back that's older so it, it is kind of a I, weird situation i would wait to see if this news breaks that he is out for the year because then i think that does put a slight dip in his value as well and if i'm a contender easily give up my like you're el- late for 11 12 because one i'm a contender i probably don't need him right now but to have another starting running back that's gonna get year. a majority of the carries in my back pocket for next year makes my team so much stronger I, and, I, and, and the big thing too here is about Najee is I mean, Kenny Pickett looked pretty damn good on Monday night. Like he, he, he played well. He he he's starting to put together a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They they boost that offensive line. Offensive line's been a little bit better. Um, Cincinnati's offensive line's been better uh, the second half of the year. But the offensive line gets a little bit better there. They have the weapons in the receiving game. They got mm-hmm. the running back. They got the tight end. And if as Kenny Pickett gets better, it takes less defenders out of the box for Najee, which opened the game because mm-hmm. early in the season. It was so easy just to stack the box versus Mitch Trubisky, and then when they bring Kenny Pickett in, the same thing. So he shouldn't have a lot there. And he's already not the most efficient running back there is. He's a volume guy, so I'd easily pay um, a first for Najee. 
with the anticipation that this offense is going to get a little bit more oiled up going into 2023. Would you be nervous at all giving up a first-round draft pick for a guy that you're not going to be able to use this year down the stretch run if you are a contender? That's the one thing I would... Like you would rather use that pick for somebody that can help you this year is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. That's what I I would do. I have a guy for the Nerder show. I think it's a great buy at running back um, just for that that case. It depends. I mean, obviously it depends on your needs. Like, again, I was saying if I don't need them, I'm still buying. If you need them, obviously you're going to go a different direction. Like, you're going to find a first. But then even then, you probably have to give up a first. You can just go out and buy... I would just recommend going and get like Latavius Murray would be a really good buy. Who got a ton of carries, majority mm-hmm. of all the carries there. I know with Mike Boone coming back here soon, uh, he'll probably take away some of the third sure. down work. But like Latavius Murray could be uh, had. I, I actually traded for him in a league where I'm contending two thirds. That's what I got, Latavius go. Murray. Two so thirds. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And, and it's I'd much rather pay that than a first. Like if I'm paying a first, I want a guy who's going to be there next year as well. And maybe not actually comes back this year. Uh, Jeff Wilson could probably had for maybe a late second. Or same thing, two-thirds. Yep. And he can help your team out. I mean, what's nice is and why you wait for these running backs to trade until like right before the season or like when you really need them is because you just want to see who the running back is going to be as it is. That, that's why it's the most fluid position point. on your res- yeah. your roster. It's why I hate trading for uh, running backs. When I made uh, a big trade for DeAndre Swift this offseason, I gave up two first for him. I immediately regretted it because like – DeAndre Swift was one of my biggest fades this offseason. Like, I just felt like he was overrated. Mm-hmm. I said everywhere I could say it. And then as soon as I got an opportunity to trade DeAndre Swift, like at the beginning of this year, like I immediately reflipped him and I got two first back for him. And then I traded those two first for Kyler Murray. And then I tried to trade Kyler Murray. Now you're trying to trade Kyler Murray. You're just going to keep trading players that you don't really like that much. Yeah, I don't really care about me liking a player. I just like value. You yeah. know I mean, like, I'm just always looking for value. Like, that's, I'm just trying to find good value. Like, it. Even if it's a position I don't need, if it's a values right, I'm taking it because then now I have a, I have a surplus that lets me trade for something else that I really need. So like, it doesn't matter if I like the player or not. I'm just looking for value. I'm looking just for more bullets in a gun so I can take more shots at acquiring talent. That's all yeah. I'm trying to do. Because then if that player can give me a first, and then there's a player I do like in the first, now I can flip that player for a first. Or getting that player now allows me to trade this player who people value more, right? Like, hey, I have Stephon Diggs, Jalen Waddle, Amari Cooper, and Amon Rossi Brown. I could trade Jamar Chase. I could trade Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of times, those are the guys you don't want I mean, to trade. You'd be crazy to, but you could. But with that kind of, it's, it's <laughs> that theory. kind of arsenal that you could have. That would, get, like, obviously Jalen Waddle gives you a return as well. But like, at least you know those players, you get whatever you want. I mean, like Jalen Waddle is not getting you whatever you want. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson is getting you whatever you want. It, those those are the two players that will open the door in superflex for quarterbacks. And most of my leagues now are in are are superflex. So like. You no, need you no. need more. Shirt. I got you. <laughs> you need more talent to open those doors. It's the hardest position. It's the right. most, and that position has also gotten so shallow over these last couple of years yes. as well. So you need as much arsenal as you can just to open that door um, to get in and even have a conversation for that. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I, again, I took the DeAndre Swift. I flipped him for multiple firsts. I bought then Kyler Murray had that dip. I bought Kyler Murray for two firsts, which I thought was tremendous value mm-hmm. um, in a super flex league. So it's like. Just constantly, it's the same thing we talked about in the show. I think when Matt was here, like I'm just constantly throwing trades out, like just constantly. And I, with the understand that 90% of them are going to get, 95% of them are going to get denied or not even get a rebuttal, but that's okay. Like I'm just going to, it's never going to stop me from being a dynasty GM and trying to better my team, like True. every single week. You know, like it just, 
hey, I'm going to go look at this. Where do, where do my needs? Who's got surplus? Let me throw a trade offer. Yep. And it, that's fine if you write back, hey, dude, this is even close for me. That's fine. That's fine. One just day, throwing it out there. Yeah. Am I am I a little bit closer? <laughs> That's all that matters. It's getting cold <laughs> out there. I need the body heat. So, yeah, Najee Harris, abstrain. Travis Etienne had his foot hurt. Uh, right. Good thing is, it wasn't the same foot that he has Liz Frank injury on. So, that's good news. He said he could have came back in the game. Yeah, I don't I don't think that there's much to worry about here. Uh, the only thing that you, you might, just a twinge of doubt is, is there a chance of that reoccurring? Could he like, could that get worse or not? They also just brought in Daryl Henderson. So they might look to spell Travis Etienne a little bit more than they would have. So you go from a guy that could have been, you know, a top eight running back for you down the stretch to maybe like end of RB one, which still good, but, but just maybe not quite as elite. Right. And, and hasty looked good. Also he played well yep. in his uh, kind of absence. Daryl Henderson scares me as much as like somebody showed my front door, the sheet on going boo on Halloween. Like you're not I, a real ghost. I get, I get that, but it's more of the amount of touches. Is he going to take touches? I don't think he's necessarily great, but will he take touches? Okay. That's fair. I mean, I, I think guess. they're, they're, they're both straight line guys that are pretty explosive. So they might be able to do very similar things on the sure. field, especially in the coach's eyes. So I, I get your point there that Daryl Henderson in theory could take away or just spell him more often sure. than he has been being spelled, which at least dips his value just a little bit. Right. So when James Robinson went to New York, I was like, Oh, still the Michael Carter show. <laughs> James Robinson doesn't scare me. <laughs> it was inactive this week. Yep. It was. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. mean the boom. Night show, right? Oh yeah, Zonovan Night. Zonovan, look good. I know, look good. Uh, guy, Alec, guy, I always liked in the uh, you know from the off season yeah. tape review anyway. Yeah, Zonovan Night, Zaquandre White, I liked all those guys. ZWs, that's oh, right up our, right up our, uh, right or up ZKs, our ZK. I mean, whatever. However you want to spell night. I, I can't spell. <laughs> barely talk. What well, night? Crazy. It's a it's a war of nutrition. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gotcha. Uh, Al Robinson foot injury. Having surgery, out for the year. Did you guys know he played for the Rams this year? This is a tree. If a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to find it moment for uh, me. I, mean, I have never seen a Super Bowl team implode I've quite to this level. It's a, they have the, who has their draft pick? The Seahawks, right? Yeah. Who has it? The Seahawks have it? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, the Lions oh, from, the, from the Stafford tree. Oh, yeah. Oof. So the Lions have it. They have like the third pick in the draft. Yes. Yeah. And now Aaron Donald's got a high angle sprain, so he's they might as well just shut him down for the year. Stafford's already done. Yep. Cup's already gone. Like yep. their offensive lines enchant just like, torn apart. It's they got no running back. They got rid of their best running back, <laughs> who we just said isn't that good. Uh, <laughs> uh, their starting receivers are Ben Skyronek and Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson, Van, yep. yeah, and then Tyler Higby should feast. And but their quarterback uh, even, is even Tutu Atwell's getting some run. Some I, other, so I saw some other guy that I never catch. Some other guy that I never <laughs> seen before. They're like, oh yeah, that's his first catch in the NFL. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Oh my god! It's funny to me when you see the guys in the TV and you're like, who is like? I literally do this for like a my job, like yeah. to study yeah. these players. And then you see this guy have a catch, and you're like, who's that? Who's that? <laughs> And I didn't even bother recognizing his name. I'm like, I don't even care because it's Rams. He's just oh, going to be yeah. gone next week. I don't give a crap. It's a rhetorical question. Yeah, yeah, I don't really want to answer. <laughs> uh, I'm really curious what this team will look like next year. Is this like the beginning of the end? 
Or is it just like a blip on the radar and they're going to be like a playoff contender again next year? Well, I think beginning the end. All their players are old and have no draft yeah. capital because uh, what's his face was like after these picks. He was. I think it all hinges on Stafford's, Stafford's elbow. elbow. I really do. If he can come back healthy, then get that offense rolling again, I think it'll be fine. I think the defensive stuff will kind of work itself out you know, just by getting healthy and I don't know, maybe a schematic change here or there because it's been looking it's been pretty bad. Dude, how good do the rough. Lions feel, dude? They got oh. a super high pick. They have a quarterback that literally wins just as many games as Stafford won there. Yeah. Like, golf has been fine, totally fine there. Yeah. You know, I mean, could they upgrade? Yeah, but good luck trying to do that. But now they have that pick from the uh, – Yeah, they might get a top five pick. The Rams, again. like, that might – I there, just build around golf. Are there any quarterbacks that are worth <laughs> coming out? We'll see. Will Levis? <sighs> uh, Anthony uh, Richardson? I don't I don't think he's even going to come out. I yeah. think he's going to go back to school. Probably a good move. Yeah, he's yeah. raw. Good athlete, but very raw. CJ Stroud, he's coming out still. <laughs> Probably after that performance, I wouldn't. Maybe, dude. If USC loses, Ohio State's to get. They're gonna be in the bowl playoffs. We get a revenge versus that team up north. That would be nice. That'd be sweet, sweet revenge. But are we even tough enough to beat them? So I don't know. Yep, well, I do not know. We'll start taking that uh, DeAndre Hopkins regiment, and we'll be just fine. <laughs> or the. Or the uh, Will Fuller regiment <laughs> will be just fine. I, 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 Jared and I were talking about this uh, on the way to the Browns game this week. Perfect world for me. They figure out a way to give a ridiculous amount of money to Mike Vrabel. And they figure out how to get Mike Vrabel to come come coach Ohio State. And then you make Brian Hartline the OC. Oh. He would never... I, I can't imagine a coach leaving the NFL for college. Well, I can name one in that game that did it. Jim Harbaugh. Was literally in the Super Bowl with the Niners, and then went to the, went to Michigan. Yeah, because he had no offers from the NFL. Just saying, and he was so bad in the 49ers. He went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but after that it kind of fell apart. I'm just saying, he had, if he was that good, why didn't he have any offers from the NFL? I, I don't know if he had offers or not. I'm not. And he interviewed, like he interviewed the NFL team that get a raise from Michigan. I'm just saying, maybe uh, that that would be my perfect scenario. You figure out a way, oh, pay I'll him do- more money. Than he could ever imagine. I would love Vrabel at house. Vrabel's such a good coach. He's a great coach, He's and that's the tough coach. mentality that we do not have. Yeah, he gets such he gets so <laughs> much like no doubt, dude. Mike Vrabel and like if you're talking about like when you look at players that get so much, the coaches that get so much out of their players, man. Like Mike Vrabel. Yeah, I'm not sure the Titans uh, are even that good. By Jim Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin, like they like those are coaches that get like what they they squeeze that juice so hard yeah. your tweet about number 14 at the goal line with the quarterback oh gosh. i was screaming at the television during that i'm like dude you really don't want to get a free lick on the quarterback right now you're gonna let him just waltz in right in front of you i could go up and that. pop that guy i was sick to my stomach his mouthpiece should be at the 30 yard line third you should have hit him so on hard. the goal all right we can't keep talking about how state it plays, but, it plays soft in big games oh, i was so it's, mad it is kind of Gross, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> I've got dude, let Brian Hart like coach team. I'm okay with that. That's the best uh, wide receiver. As long as he can still recruit, country. yeah. As, no as long kidding. as he can still recruit while doing it. More injuries. Michael <laughs> anyway. Carter. He's yep. got his ankle. He's day to day. Elijah Mitchell. Uh, kind of surprising here. Michael, his MCL. Michael Carter. Low low ankle sprain. From what the the coaches have said. Yeah, so he might play this week. That'd yeah, be awesome. So, yep. uh, that's why I'm just gonna gloss over that. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell, MCL. Yep, comes back for a couple games. Yeah, goes out for the season. Yeah, uh, typical eight, Niners running. Six eight weeks. He Just, came in week one, got an injury, came back. What like week ten? Played operated two for weeks? two games and and done again. 
So that stinks, man. Poor guy's made of glass. He really is. And it's always the MCL, it seems like, too, that he's always always getting injured. So very tough because, I mean, he's, like you said, Rich, he's operated really well when he's in the game. He's looked really good. Um, He just can't seem to stay healthy. CMC hurt his knee a little bit there. So, yeah. Um, What is it? What is it? it? It's the patellar tendonitis that they're potentially worried about. No one's officially. Seen I was just saying it's all it's all the uh, physical therapist type of guys that are kind of pinpointing yes. these injuries, and yeah. they look at the wrapping and say, "Hey, based on where this is wrapped, it's probably this tendonitis." Exactly. Of the patella. So that's that's the guess on that. Right. But we're seeing load management with him. Right. We're seeing less touches than you would assume for somebody that just got you know a bunch of draft picks traded for him, and it. That might continue. That um, might not, if, though, now that Elijah Mitchell's back out. We'll when see. Elijah Mitchell they, they was even, in that one week, he exploded. Well, they even had Jordan Mason in there at the end of the game last week. I mean, yeah. that's that's how bad it was, apparently. It's load so. management time, I think. If they're bringing him him, uh, him in, and Tevin Coleman is rumored to be coming back, right? Potentially, yeah. yeah. So, and, and I think this is a team that's really looking at the playoffs, like the yeah. NFL playoffs. Right. They want some running back to be healthy for them. In the playoffs, I don't think they really care that much about the regular season, to Makes be sense. honest. And they look good. I mean, their mm. defenses—they look filthy, really good. So many playmakers on that offense for Jimmy G to just get the ball to. Like they're going to be a tough team to beat. So I think they're just kind of doing what they need to do to get through the season. And then I think we'll see more work from CMC in the playoffs. But that doesn't help us as fantasy managers. And if I mean, if Debo also gets healthy, he could help supplement that. Sure. A, you know, Take some a, runs here and a there. few weeks down the road. I, okay. I don't think he's there yet from a health standpoint either. I don't think so either. Um, so it might be a few weeks. Good for your fantasy football playoffs. So I'll get a good Debo bump at the Russian. Exactly. And, and, and Jimmy G is a great buy. If you're looking for a cheap quarterback to buy at the end of the year, like he's got, a, they got a really favorable uh, schedule mm-hmm. uh, that for the fantasy football playoffs. And that's what you need to be looking at right now too. Like, uh, like one of my buys for running back, I was talking about like his fantasy football schedule for the playoffs is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like, Looking ahead, hey, what running back has the easiest running back schedule? What wide receiver has the easiest wide receiver schedule? What quarterback has the easiest quarterback schedule? And kind of look at those numbers and like help those kind of facilitate your trades here for the playoff run as well. Because there's a guy like we're talking about when Josh Jacobs here in a little bit. Like I, I tweeted out before the show, like Josh Jacobs is probably a really good sell, definitely not a contender coming off a, a high end week. His playoff schedule is absolutely brutal uh when we talk about I'll, I'll go over the games he has but they're all like two of them are number like new england's number one against the run eagles are like number five i gotta look at who's playing but it, right. it's brutal um so let's get back into some news some nfl news here shall we yeah absolutely biggest news of the week is uh the cleveland browns are getting deshaun watson back hmm. so what does this mean for the offense and to me this is when we when we were leaving uh, the game on uh, Sunday, Garrett, we were talking. I was like, "Man, it's it's weird to see a franchise that's about to take that's about to complete alter their team to a different team week eleven this season. Like, yeah. take a big step forward. Like, they're they're about to get a franchise quarterback week eleven, week twelve of the NFL season, and that's what the Browns are doing. They're getting an elite quarterback. We're talking about somebody that's won at every single level he's ever played at. You know, this is a guy who won national championship against Alabama, but Clemson, you know, he didn't put him back on the map, but he, t- he elevated Clemson, mm-hmm. won at uh, high school, came in as a rookie, played really, really well. You're talking about somebody came in and led his position in points per game as a rookie in 2017. Um, he was then, he was top six. He was five, four, six in that category as a points per game basis as a fantasy football quarterback. Um, he's somebody with a, a very high passer rating, uh, top three since he's coming to the league. 
when he was in 2020, last time he was on the field, which is about almost two years ago, a year and a half ago, <laughs> excuse me, he led the NFL in passing yards, uh, yards per attempt, had a high career high in completion percentage, uh, career high in passer rating, uh, had his lowest interception rate. And, and that was even without his best weapon, DeAndre Hopkins, who had just gotten traded. Yeah. Will Fuller didn't play for five games. DeAndre Hopkins got traded. No one even on that team during that, that record set in year had more than 50 targets except for Brandon Cooks. His weapons were Will Fuller, who missed multiple games, Brandon Cooks, Darren Fells, Kiki Kuti, Randall Cobb. <laughs> Forgot about that guy. David Johnson, like <laughs> Farrell Brown, you know, who's out on the Browns. So, I mean, he had a way different team. Now yeah. he's got Nick Chubb. He's got Kareem Klein. He's got a better offensive line. He's got David Njoku. He's got Amari Cooper. He's got Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, he's gonna. Out, he's got David Bell should get elevated. But his deep ball and his deep ball accuracy is so nice. And having Amari Cooper and definitely having Donovan Peoples-Jones, it's going to definitely change the dynamic of their fantasy outlook. And right now they've been playing really well. Jacoby Brissett, somebody who's come in, and he's been, according to PFF, he's been uh, eighth overall through the first 11 weeks of the season, according to PFF. Like, Brissett's he's played solid. pretty solid. And that's what he is. He's just a solid quarterback, right? That could come in and kind of give you the record. He's a 500 quarterback, usually right around there. Mm-hmm. And now they're having an all-pro all kind of quarterback come in. So it's going to really change. It's going to open things up for Nick Chubb. The passing game's going to open up. And you can expect a boost. I think we've all been pleasantly surprised about Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yep. Um, you know, we mentioned last year that Donovan Peoples-Jones was a great buy. Yeah. We also mentioned Harrison Bryant expecting David Njoku to leave. He didn't end up leaving. Got the extension. So Donovan Peoples Jones should really like if you're looking for a receiver to buy, someone's probably gonna get you anywhere from nine to fifteen points per game. Donovan Peoples Jones would probably be that guy, even though he just scored his first touchdown since week one this past week. But you would expect the touchdowns. He was the guy I mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as the guy to go try to get before Watson gets here. So I, 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 yeah, I did mention him as well. I, I feel very similar. Yeah, his deep ball, the touchdowns mm-hmm. should, should increase. I mean, you're talking about Jacoby Brissett, who's done really, really well, is averaging 11 yards per uh, attempt. And he's got like a 3.6 touchdown uh, per attempt uh, on, on his passes. Where in, in Houston, Watson averaged 12.5 yards per vertical attempt. And he had 9.4% touchdown rate. So both of those should increase not only their yards and production, but their touchdown production as well, which is where the bread and butter is when it comes to all fancy football production. Sure. So for me, with Deshaun Watson coming back, if you've held on to for these last couple of years, that's, that's exciting because you got to finally put them in your lineup. Like I've, I have multiple Deshaun Watson shares. I've sat on them. I'm fine. I literally today I went in and set my lineups and I was able to put them in my lineup. I was like, oh, it's been so long. Right. You know what I mean? And it, it's going to, I don't know what to expect because it's going to be his first time coming back uh, in almost two years. So it's kind of hard to expect what he's going to do, but he's coming back for Houston. He's got to be hungry. This is a game he wants to, you know, like to light it up with. He hasn't been injured, right? So it's not like he's missed all this time for injury. Sure. So he's been able to work out, work out his game. He's been practicing with the team now for weeks. Um, what do you guys think about Deshaun Watson now coming back and where does he sit amongst your dynasty overall quarterbacks because for me he's probably right around like five right around there currently Mm -hmm. with with anticipation he'd go up like guys like joe burrow ahead of him uh and then obviously the 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 other three but like i would i personally would rather have deshaun watson than kyler murray um from a fantasy fantasy perspective i could definitely see that in a longevity standpoint i think i have him probably around 10 
And that's because he hasn't been in the lineup for two years. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? I had to put other guys that were doing things. But today, I'm yeah, about like sure. now, like um, knowing he's going to start on Sunday. I'm, I'm going to wait and see on that. I, I'm not sure what to expect out of him. I don't know what to expect from a mental standpoint. I don't know how – how would you handle that? I mean, going to all these – like especially starting off at the place where they just got rid of you, and there's going to be you know women in a suite that accused you of doing things um, there at the game and present. Like it, every – there's a potential that every single stadium, it could get very ugly every single week for this guy. And I just don't know how he's mentally going to handle that. So I'm not going to throw him up there until I start seeing him performing at some at like somewhere where close to where I've seen him in the past. Sure. And that's that's where I land as far as his where his value lands. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see because just just based off of him not playing for two years, I don't know. And then you add all this other stuff on. Who the hell knows what you're going to get out of this guy? So I, I'm I'm at a wait and see type of thing. That's me. He was, yeah. a, he was a top five quarterback every year he played. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, I'm not at all trying to dispute what he did in the past. It's what are we getting now? Yeah, I, I had I had a hard time figuring out exactly where to rank him because even though quarterback isn't as deep as it once was, there's a lot of really good quarterbacks at the top. So that's where it made it really difficult for me. So I literally just updated my quarterback rankings today. So I have Josh Allen at one, Patrick Mahomes at two, Justin Herbert at three, I have Jalen Hurts at four, Joe Burrow at five, Lamar Jackson at six. And this is where I was like trying to figure out, okay, where would I put Deshaun now? Because like seven was the earliest I felt comfortable doing it. I ended up still having Fields and Prescott ahead of him. So I have him at nine, but I still have Watson ahead of Murray and Tua. So that's kind of where I ended up. I mean, Fields, you get the youth. Mm-hmm. Uh doesn't have the weapons there to really make me because I mean Watson's nope. athletic enough to make me. I think I would have that. two above him, but uh, Fields I think would be below him for me still. Yeah, Fields okay. would definitely be below him. For so me. That's, that's kind of where I see that. I mean, I, so I mean, I sure. So I probably I mean I have him at ten, and I probably have a couple guys. What about ahead Murray? Of him. Would you have Murray ahead of him, or would you have Watson? I probably do have Murray right now, but I I don't feel that well, way. Uh, and as then, far as talent, the only other one that would like maybe be in that range would be Trevor Lawrence. That's yeah. fair. I yeah. mean, Trevor Lawrence is definitely in that range too. But I, I think if I was doing a super flex startup today mm-hmm. and <coughs> say like you could only take quarterback, you would take Justin Fields ahead of Deshaun Watson today in a super flex startup? Today. After we see him a couple of weeks, that, that could definitely change. But I mean, we saw him put up literally record-breaking numbers just on the ground with no weapons. Yeah. Imagine once he gets weapons in an offensive line. Yeah, I mean. So now that I'm actually looking at him, I have him at 12. Okay. <laughs> and I do have fields above. <laughs> but you said and you Trevor. haven't moved him because he hasn't played though right. either. Yeah. So, right. I mean, he's, in realist, in all reality, he is going to start moving up everybody's rankings. For so sure. it's kind of like, and I think what you could do now is. Or down. If, or down. Or down. Um, Tell me there's a chance. <laughs> maybe there's a, maybe there's a buy window there. What, what about like, so I think, I think pretty safely you would still have Allen Mahomes and Herbert ahead of him. Oh yeah, for sure. What about that next tier? Hurts, Burrow, Lamar Jackson, where would he fit in with those guys? Um I think like I like him and Hurts to me are pretty close. Uh-huh. I, I would let my homerism take me in there and I'll take Watson over Hurts. Okay. But I've completely flipped on Hurts where like he was like 
oh, this isn't going to work out long-term. Like, he's a long-term answer there. Like, he's grown so much. I was wrong about Jalen Hurts. Yeah, like, I, got, I have Hurts at five. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've come all the way full circle on him. He yeah. did the Josh Allen, like, glow up. Yeah. You know, yeah. where he went from, like, this not super accurate guy to can clearly tell he put in the work, he put in the time, and yep. he's a polished passer now as well as a ridiculously good runner. He's he's made the list for me of people I was dead wrong about. Yep. Like, DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf is on that list. Um Jalen Hurts is on that list. I'm not putting Derrick Henry on that list because he was bad. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to. He was bad for three <laughs> Never years. Gonna. He was bad for three years. Never, Never going to give it up. That's a long time. That's Never a long time. That's a long time. Because if I'm going to leave Derrick, I mean, Derrick Henry was really good for three years, but he's also not good for three years. <laughs> so I'm just saying. I won't put him on that list. But All right, he's like, I'll, I'll mention Derrick Henry with an, mention? with an asterisk. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Besides that, I mean, everybody else that we've hated on, people told us that we're dead wrong about, like, Guys like Chase Claypool and these guys have one good game. They're like, oh, in your face, nerds. And you're like, okay, what well, does this is dynasty long-term value? Right. Like, it's not just same thing. We're, we're sitting there talking about uh, James Robinson. Like, dude, you got to sell James Robinson. You got to sell him. People are like, oh, and he had a big week. And you're like, oh, in your face, Rich. And I'm like, oh, that's just one week. He does it next week. And I'm like, listen, dude, that's fine. Maybe I'm wrong. I wasn't wrong. <laughs> but Jalen Hurts, dead but wrong. he did have two and a half really good seasons. Healthy scratch. Yeah, just healthy, almost, healthy scratch. almost as good as Derrick Henry. Uh, now he's a healthy scratch. <laughs> so, like, Jalen Hurts, yeah, like, Jalen Hurts is right in that mix. I would definitely take Burrow ahead of him. Um, but, again, Watson has that Russian uh, upside sure. there. So, like, but today I would take Burrow ahead of him. Okay. Um, where, you, where are you laying him and Tua? I would take him ahead of Tua, but, like, Tua's right there because of Lamar? the weapons around him. We're actually going to talk about Lamar a little We're going to talk about Lamar, and it's like, like I've had Lamar as my number four quarterback overall. Yeah. But they're like now that tweets going out, like calling people like names on Twitter. Uh, wait, still, what he, happened? Dude, he called somebody like he swore somebody like somebody's like, oh, Lamar Jack, just let him. It walk, was like blah, a blah. borderline gay slur, basically. Yeah. Like that's he. Un- that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Like he dude, he didn't delete it to like for days. Oh, but like if somebody's like, I, I missed that. Somebody's like, oh, Lamar, just let him walk. Don't pay this guy money. Spend the money elsewhere. And he's like, oh, you've never even sniffed a field, blah, blah, blah. And like, and swore at him. Yeah, like a slur almost. And he left it up. Like he didn't even delete it. Hmm. Um, A lot. I mean, but at the same time, like if Lamar, I feel like if Lamar went anywhere that wasn't the Ravens, like he might even be able to do better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, the, his first three weeks with, uh, with Rashad Bateman there and healthy, like the offense all going. Cooking. Uh, he was doing awesome. I think he had like nine or ten touchdowns. Like, what if Lamar Jackson was on the Dolphins? He would look pretty good. He'd, He'd be the would, number one overall dynasty quarterback over Josh Allen. He might be. Yeah. He was just throwing his little nice numbers and trying to kill Jalen yeah, Waddle. Nice creative offense, yeah. So, like, I don't... Uh, listen, when I'm taking a player in the first round of a dynasty Superflex startup, like, I'm looking for the least amount of, like, red flags as possible. And you're right. I moved Lamar Jackson, like, way up mm-hmm. in my rankings. And now, like, I'm like... Like Ludovic, would I rather have Tua Lamar Jackson? He's still which is doing, crazy to think he's about. still doing really well. It's he not is. he's like the number five quarterback or something. It's not no. like Oh yeah. Right now he's totally but, fine. But since week four, it's not been good. He got a real nice cushion there in the beginning. The last couple of weeks has been pretty bad. Been pretty um bad. And, it, and it, like what is the long term like <laughs> there like we don't know. Like the beauty of like Mahomes and like Josh Allen, the, like you have that long term contract. They have the contract. Herbert and Burrow are getting that long term contract. Two is going to get the long term contract most likely now because Mike McDaniel's really likes him. He's really grown yeah. with him as well. It just shows you what good coaching can do. You For know, sure. you know, Dable did it. Um, Dable's kind of maybe helped Danny Dimes kind of take a turn a little bit uh, there for the better. Oh, maybe. So for Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson, 
again, I think I'll let my homerism take in, take effect here. It, I will always have um, buy it when I'm close to somebody. If it's a brown, I will always lean browns. Sure, like always. It'll break the tie. Um, so I'll take Deshaun Watson over Lamar Jackson, which is crazy. But like, there's there's just something about me that's just not sitting like I'm a little bit worried about Lamar Jackson, sure. just a little bit. Okay. That, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk more about it in the nerd episode. Uh, and then uh, you're talking about Kyler Murray. I literally offered today a trade to Izzy Alcapaz of Dynasty Trade Calculator. I offered him Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson. Right? I'm like, oh, he's gonna accept this. It's Kyler Murray. He just wrote me back. He's like, I hate Kyler Murray. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote back, me too. Me too. I just wrote me too. And then I sent him. A, uh, then I sent him a picture of a piece of poo, and it said <laughs> Kyler Murray on top. He's like, exactly. I'm like, damn. Of course you have. Of course, the guy who has Sean Watson, who I want to trade Kyler Murray right. for, straight up. He's the Kyler one Murray. guy that hates Kyler Murray. Yep. And of course, I'm the other guy. And I'm like, oh man, can you trade Sean Watson to somebody else? Dang it. So it's weird. I mean, like two is in that mix now. You said Trevor Lawrence uh, had a good game there. I'm really excited to see Trevor Lawrence next year with Doug Peterson in year two with Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and. Calvin Ridley. Yeah. That's going to be really nice there. And then maybe they draft like Michael Mayer. Say whoever they him. draft too. I mean, that's, that's only going to help. They got ETN. So that's going to focus on defense. So like Trevor Lawrence is up there, but then it starts or to get offensive line. I would love for them to get another Justin Fields line. as well. would be up there, but not now. I still would take Watson ahead of fields just because I'm going to use a couple of those really fantastic games yeah. over his legs. Like that's a small window. Sure. No, nothing, nothing against, fields oh, yeah. i still don't even know who his weapons are going to be yeah no we so, have no we have no idea i know i know watson has amari cooper i know he has david joku i know he has nick chubb i know he has a right. good offensive line you know like that right. that helps and it helps same thing with Tua. you know we're not talking about two in this realm if he doesn't have jalen waddle and tiger kill right so they, they literally make it that That's much of a difference 100 percent. yes so right. it's interesting well big, big bef- fan but before we uh before we get to our next segment Let's talk real quickly about prediction strike. That's that's what we're doing this whole time. We're just trying to predict what's going to happen with these guys, what they're going to do in the future. You can do the exact same thing on prediction strike. And in fact, you can look at it just like you would a stock market. You look at these players. These guys are buys. These are ones that I, I got to get on my squad. These guys are sellers. I got to get them off the squad. I got to get what I can for them. You can do that on prediction strike. Uh, you can go to their website or better yet, go to their app. Beautiful app. Easy to use. That's where... I do everything for Prediction Strike. I do it all right on the app. And you can use promo code DYNASTY and you will get a free share of a player. That's promo code DYNASTY. And guys, on top of that, we we mentioned it earlier in the show, we are close to prospect season. Mm. That is the best time to start getting those little nuggets, that little information on on those players before everybody gets familiar with them, before everybody knows where they're going to be at. It's a perfect time for that. Go there, Prediction Strike, promo code DYNASTY, get your free share of a player today. All right. Uh, Rich, yes. did you, uh, you hear about this Mike White guy? I heard about him. I heard, heard a little bit. Did you hear he had uh, three touchdowns this week? Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, does does he keep this job? What, what, what do you think? What are we doing with him? What are we doing with Zach Wilson? Where are we at with, uh, with good old Mike White? Yeah, Mike White's interesting because he comes in, he looks really good. He goes in, throws for three touchdowns. Uh, right now, on a points-per-game basis, <laughs> <laughs> he's the fourth-highest scoring fourth. uh, quarterback. Oh, my That's gosh. We're worried about Deshaun Watson. Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts. That's amazing. Then Mike White. Amazing. On that points per, guess how many point, he, so he, on a points-per-game basis, he's averaging 24.8 points per game. Crushing it. 
Guess how many points you scored last week? 24.8. Wow, you are good. Hey, man, I am good at guessing at the very least. (laughs) I mean, listen, he's looked like the best quarterback the Jets have had. You know, Joe Flacco held his own early on. I I was surprised he didn't start, honestly, when I heard that Mike White was the starter. We were discussing this last week. Like, we just assumed Flacco was going to be the guy. And then when Mike White came out, I was like, bleh. (laughs) I I was very – because he – he was the backup early in the season, and he played well. Right. But clearly they're seeing something in Mike White to elevate him to this spot. And so far, they're, he's it, making him look smart. Yeah, absolutely. He, he looked he looked fantastic and, and better better than the way that he looked. Obviously, they won. Um, uh, it's the, the, the pieces around him that perform so much better and that oh, they can Wilson. actually be viable. You know what I mean? Garrett Wilson. There was an Elijah Moore uh, sighting. Talking to his <laughs> guys, football. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it, it was very nice to see. I mean, the the running game, even without um, – Bruce Hall and Michael Carter. Michael Carter out, out of the game. Zo- uh, Zonovan uh, looked good as well. Mm-hmm. So – um, it was it was it was nice just to see that I, you know the Jets are like this quiet team that I kind of like inside of me like root for to do well even though I I know they kind of stink yeah well they're kind of like the Browns in that sense exactly. and the Lions and yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. those teams that are always like the punching bags of the NFL exactly that's I that's the way to put it not that they stink because they yeah. don't stink but they're 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 tough they lose a lot of close games and it's yeah. nice to see them kind of turn it around and do something good. That's why I've been such a big fan of the Chargers as my other team because they always just lose in miserable fashion. They do. <laughs> that's, that. that's my they kind do. of football right there. <laughs> see, I was all about the Bills for a while, but they're getting a little cocky for my taste. They're getting too good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was always a Bills supporter because when the Browns left in yeah. 94, only two teams <laughs> voted no on it. It was the Steelers and the Bills. Uh, that's why I always said people like, oh, you, lo- you don't like the Ravens. Uh, you hate the Ravens more than you hate the Steelers. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, I respect the Steelers. I don't respect the Ravens. I was like, and then, yeah, there's the Bills. I was like, dude, that's what the Browns would do, go to four straight Super Bowls and lose all four. Yeah. I would <laughs> love know? to. I would love for that to be I would true. love for it to happen, too. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, for Mike White, I mean, you mentioned he's already thrown more touchdowns to Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore combined than any other quarterback in the team. Um, a very good completion percentage. He, he averaged almost 79% of his completion, 78.6. He averaged 11.3 yards per attempt. He's got a really easy schedule coming up. He plays Minnesota. Uh, next week, and the Vikings are bad against, I mentioned before, they're really bad against the pass, dead last uh, when it comes to receivers and fantasy football uh, quarterbacks. Then they have, uh, for the rest of the season, I think like four out of their five opponents right around there are like bottom half in the, the bottom half of the league when it comes to stopping quarterbacks. So yeah. when, I, when I said Jimmy G's a really good buy for like a stretch, so is Mike White if you want to buy somebody for the cheap because Zach Wilson's probably not getting his job back the rest of this year. Who knows if he gets his job back? I would imagine he would for next year at some point to get an opportunity at least. Maybe, um, but, but who knows? I mean, this is a team that clearly thinks that they can compete because um, if not, they would just let Zach Wilson keep starting and sure. developing and whatever, right. you know, and this team thinks they can win. And if Mike White dares takes them to the playoffs, which right now they are, right. I mean, they're on the fast track to the playoffs. I mean, how do you take a guy that just led your team to the playoffs and say like, oh, we're going to put this other guy back. Like that's hard to do. Mark Sanchez took on the back to back, NFC championships and he was a turd. Well, uh, I'm not saying Mike White's good. No, no. Here, yeah, I, I, that's what exactly. And I'm not what saying I was he's say. a turd. I'm just saying Mark Sanchez was. A he turd. can still be replaced, <laughs> but I don't know that it's going back to Zach Wilson. To your point, um, Garrett, I just don't know that, that that you can go backwards. I think he's just looked too much like a failure to go back to him to, I, to bring in a guy that was clearly a backup and he came in he and shined shamed. in the same offense. I think I think he's done there in New York personally, yeah, especially in that market. He's at least done 
for this season. I think he's done done. Well, most likely, but yeah. yeah. It I mean, seemed like he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way there too with the whole like, oh, I didn't let the team down yeah. comment and all that too. And Did you speak? Oh, speaking of completely off topic. Remember <laughs> I, dude, no, but remember when I showed you that video at the game of the defensive oh, lineman, Russell Wilson? Russell, Russell Wilson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear? Did you guys hear why? No. I never heard what he actually said. The coach had to talk to him and said, hey, Russ, it might not be a good idea to say, it's Russell Wilson time when we're down 17 to three. No, I swear. This is a quote. This is a quote from the team reporter. Saying, from a verified source? From a verified source. From the team reporter. He spoke in the third person and said, it's Russell Wilson time. Apparently, like he goes, when he's on the bench and stuff, he goes, it's Russell Wilson time. He's like, it rubs the teammates the wrong way. And he's like, and then the co- Hackett said that he understood that he won't do it anymore. And that's why the defensive player got in his face. They were down 17-3, and he's like, it's Russell Wilson time. Is and that, dude heard it and lit. I'm telling you, I've, I've said this now for the last couple weeks. Like, there's not a bigger douche in the NFL. That dude's got a screw Russell loose Wilson. or something, he, huh? Have you, seen his commer- have you seen his TikToks and stuff? You don't think, of course he has a screw loose. I, I, heard, report, dude, I heard reports that they literally think, I, I read another report, and it could have been Ben Albright, who's more tied in the Broncos than anybody, sure. that said they're like, uh, Russ's problem is like, <coughs> He's wrote, he thinks him and Sierra are Jay Z and Beyonce. That's what he thinks. Like he thinks he's this this super duper star. Mm-hmm. And because remember the report came out of Seattle, like all the Seattle players are talking smack about him now. And mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. the report was like the reason why he asked for the trade and why there's so much uh, uh, negativity there. I said this before in the podcast was because he th- he wanted to be like Aaron Rodgers. He wanted to be like Pat Mahomes. Sure. And they said, Somebody. hey, open up more. And they wouldn't. And he's like, that's why I wanted to trade. He's like, I could do more. I could be better. And they're like, no, you can't, bro. This is like what you're doing. Like we're winning Super Bowls this way. And he's like, no, no, no. It's, all, it's always about Russ. You know what I mean? But literally he said, it's Russell Wilson time. Oh my and that's God. why they're, the defensive player got in this that's, that's That's bad. That's almost as cringe as the, uh, the commercials, the... Uh, with the blonde, uh, oh, this uh, I'm rich, bitch, or like whatever. Do you remember the um, remember the sideline reporter that did like the commercials for the Infinities or something like that? And she's like, oh, I'm rich, rich now, oh, or something like that. Aaron, like, Aaron Andrews. Thank you, Aaron Andrews. Those car commercials were really cringy. terrible and cringy. But Russell Wilson also he's super cringy. Cringe. Like you use the word douche, you use cringy, whatever you yeah, want to use. That's just unc- nerd. <laughs> Not a dynasty nerd. Not a dynasty nerd. No, no. Dynasty nerds are cool. He's yeah. like a nerd nerd. Yeah. Like no, in the bad I don't sense. I don't think that's I don't think that's the correct term. Yeah, probably not. No. Because uh, being nerdy could be cool because you're smart about yeah. those things. Yeah. He just seems real. He's a capital D B. That's what go. he is. There that's not go. defensive back people. <laughs> uh yeah, but my moving point, to safety. I forgot I had to tell you, I forgot. Like a guy was showing you that video. And I was yeah. like, what are, I wonder what they're arguing about. And I saw that report today. He looked angry. Like, oh that that, that defensive lineman looked angry. And I wasn't even shocked that he said, he's in a bit. It's Russell. Bull. Can you imagine like the podcast is about to start? And I'm sitting here and go, and you guys are like, Rich Dotson next to me, and I'm like, time. Rich, like you guys are my co-host. I'm literally like, it's Rich Dotson time. <laughs> like to my, like, oh, okay. And welcome. You guys are like texting each other on the side. Like, why does Rich do that every week? He's, so, he's such a DB. He's not defensive back either. Oh, Man. yeah. All right. Well, Zach Wilson, maybe not quite that bad as far as teammates. Oh, goes. nobody's bad. He I don't even remember where we got. I couldn't even remember where we were at before that. I'm just uh, trying to bring us back. Like what? Totally. Uh, but but when when you score three points in a game and you lose ten to three, and the reporter asks you, uh, you know, do you, do you feel like you let the team down today? No, 
No, absolutely not. Apparently, there were a lot of players that were very, very upset mad about, about that. that. Yeah. Whereas you have other quarterbacks like Dak Prescott. Like that same week, Justin Fields like apologized to all of his teammates, even though they put up like 30-some points. Yeah. And he's like rushing for a billion yards. And like, don't and, apologize, Justin. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, oh. and they were all for him because he's like first one in, last one out, works hard about the team. You know, it's just... So all of that to be said. And those were like individual apologies. He like yes. went to every person. <laughs> like a little over the top. Yeah. But okay, leader, I respect the leader. Right. Like, I respect hey, dude, it. Put the sauce on me. I'll do better next week. Like, yeah. dude, no, you did nothing. No, I'll do better next week. That's a leader. Yep. That's right. like somebody you on your team. And Zach Wilson's out here like banging your mom's best friend. Like, what are you like, what are you doing here? <laughs> that did unite the team for a little bit. It did. You know, they did have some <laughs> t-shirts and stuff, but eventually you gotta win games. Right. Uh that's not happening. So I think you will get another shot to start, but I don't think it's for the Jets. I don't think it's for I don't think it's this season. No, I think it's next year for a different team. That's the I think he's the next Carolina Panthers quarterback. No, they, they have no more draft. They have no second round picks to go. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, tons of people need a quarterback. They're, I mean, the commanders could take a game on them. It's too easy. You know, like, it's weird. So, well, I guess we'll see. But for right now, it's a Mike White season. Season. I think so, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, it, that was the result they were looking for. And they got it. So, go. Next. Uh, you you want to talk about it? Or you want me to? You what? Know? What are we talking about? Oh, the next subject? Yeah, I thought Ooh. you had a sleeper by the week. Oh, yeah, I forgot all about that. I was too busy sleeping. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, sleeper. Sleeper by the week for me. Remember, when we're buying players, they're not always the obvious ones. You got to buy before they get hot. This guy's already starting to get a little bit hot, but it's not in the way that you would expect. Often, we're looking for the guys that have the hundred yard game and the touchdown and stuff. But if you look at the targets, there's a guy that we liked pretty unanimously, I think, uh, in the offseason. Hasn't quite lived up to expectations yet. Position. Wide receiver. Targets. But he has had six targets and five receptions in both of the last two games. Does he play in Florida? No, he plays in Kansas City with Pat Mahomes. Sky Moore. Sky Moore has had six targets and five receptions in the past two games. Now, they haven't necessarily translated to much as far as, you know, there's no touchdowns out of it, no, no crazy yardage, but we're starting to see him slowly be more and more involved in the offense. I think this trend continues. They took him in the second round for a reason. They like him as a player. He's a good young asset. It's a, Remember, this was a player that originally was a defensive back that converted to wide receiver, so he's still fairly young at the position. He just looks very advanced with some of the things he's doing. I think we better days are ahead. I think you could you had to use a late first, early second round pick to get him uh, in your drafts this past year. I think you could get him right now for an early second, and I would easily do that. I would easily do that too. I would easily do that three. Yeah, there those are my favorite kind of targets in dynasty, yeah. like the first round picks that were first round picks that didn't do anything in a rookie year, and everybody's like, oh, and you just offer him a, sec- a high second round pick, and like, okay, yeah, I'll take that. Uh, uh, somebody else that. Right around the same time we started to see this this trend, and then he blew up. I'm in Ross St. Brown. I'm not saying the same thing's going to happen, but we 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 see these late season surges. Christian Watson, we his started a few weeks earlier than that. We see this at times out of these young rookie players where all of a sudden it just clicks and then they're gone. And good luck getting them at this point. Good luck trying to get Christian Watson at this point. You're gonna have to overpay. Good luck trying to get I'm in Ross St. Brown. You're gonna have to overpay. Dude, if you want the next one, that could be. He might not. You might right. flame out. But for an early second, I think it's more than worth it. And, you know, Kadarius Tony's leg might come with that box from oh Italy that says for Geely from the Christmas <laughs> story because 
That thing is very sensitive. And really, none of the other guys there have separated themselves throughout nope. the season at all. I mean, Mark, Marquez Valdez, Scantlin, same guy that we saw in Green Bay. He's just very inconsistent. We'll have three games a year with two touchdowns and won't do anything else for a season. Absolutely. And, and Juju, Juju Smith is just, he's just a guy. That's a guy who doesn't make the list of guys we were wrong about. Nope, he sure does. Looks like he was just, for a second. I know, his rookie year, like, oh, in your face, nerds. Just and we're kidding. like, oh, we'll see how it works out. Yeah. Ever since then. Poo sandwich. There it is. So Kadarius Tony is the, the only serious threat, I think, to to Sky Moore and his hamstring can never yeah, stay it. healthy. So it's all good. And then for twenty twenty three, you know, Sky Moore's the guy. I love the Sky Moore buy. Yep. So Absolutely. um reminders, where are we at on time? Uh, probably not great, but that's okay. Fifty five. All right, so let's get about ten minutes to these next two guys real quick. Let's do it. Each. All right. Reminder Stevenson has not had less than twelve and a half PPR points in a game since week two. He also had 20 or more PPR points in five games this season. Should he be ranked as a dynasty running back one? I mean, he's very close. To me, no, but I think he's very close. And and the reason why is I can never trust Bill Belichick long-term with any sort of running back workload. I mean, it seems like Ramondre is kind of breaking that mold because he's the big back and he's catching passes, so there's not really a Big time reason for Bill Belichick to pull him off off the field. Um, so m- maybe we'll get some long term value out of this guy. But for this season, I think uh, you can safely rank him that way for the rest of the season. And I guess that's good enough, right? I I actually currently have him as a running back one in dynasty. Now it is running back twelve, so I mean it is right on the very cusp. But you look at a guy that's his age that has the the workload that he's already had and the potential workload in the future. Will he get bumped down once we get next year's rookie class? Yeah, he'll, he'll be bumped down out of RB1 range. But right now, uh, I have him just behind Nick Chubb and Travis Etienne. Uh, they're at 10 and 11. And I have him just ahead of J.K. Dobbins, Austin Eckler, and Najee Harris. Would you rather any of those three guys ahead of Ramondre Stevenson? All of the above. You would want all three above Ramondre? All three of them. Okay. Definitely Austin Eckler. Uh, he's going to be 29 next year. He's a patch. Catcher. I think they're, I think they're like their, uh, dynasty lifespan's the same. So okay. my answer to that question is hell to the no, personally. Um, one is new England running back Two, And you're talking about somebody who like Ramondre Stevenson, probably the most amongst all three of us. When we did his rookie profile, when I said, when I, when I was scouting him, I said, I was like, this is a guy who I like. I think he gives a chance. He could be a, a solid runner. He just looks like a very, though, like a hashtag two, three year window to its core. Um, I, I know this is like pretty much year one. Yes. Year, last year doesn't count. So, I, and I think Ramondre can come in and be a solid running back next year too. And getting two years out of a running back, it, it, it's pretty good. Like that's, that's a win. But as mm-hmm. a dynasty running back one with the way free agency is looking in his class, like Matt said, you can't trust a New England running back at all. Um, there's a, a, an unbelievable amount of free agents this year uh, at the running back position, mm-hmm. so they can there easily are. sign somebody. They already did sign. They spent too money, too much money on two tight ends, right? So they can easily bring another running back in here at a run game. They also spent two picks this year on running backs. Kevin Harris and uh, Pierre Strong. They are, did. They're on the roster as well. They're kind mm-hmm. of developing behind him in the wings, waiting in the wings. And then on top of that, this is the deepest running back class we've seen, possibly when we're all done and done ever. Like and it's since definitely one of the deepest. Absolutely, so it's one of the deepest running back classes we've seen. The deepest free agent running back class we've seen. 
a running back that I view as a hashtag two to three year window guy. So I know Austin Eckler is just a PPR guy and he's a little bit older. To, to be fair, I do also have like like I said, once the next year's class comes in here, he'll probably get bumped out of RB one range. I mean, so I'm not counting next year's class right now. I'm just counting who we have at the moment. Like I understand, like he's running back eight in a year in PPR leagues. Like I understand that he's been um, fantastic. He's been fantastic, but like we see, these, <laughs> I mean, Tony Pollard's running back ten overall. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's just other guys that, like I said. That that like look, look at that fantasy behind him. I mean, not even the guys that are ahead of him, but Ramondre, like Joe Mixon. I'd rather have Joe Mixon. I'd rather have Dalvin Cook. I'd rather have. Um, I wouldn't rather have Dalvin Cook. I have I have Cook at sixteen. I do have uh, Mixon ahead of him though. And and if you don't, if you took Ramondre and Dalvin Cook, like they're close, same thing, same window for me. You know what I mean? Um, Kenneth Walker, I would take ahead of him easily. Um, Walker ahead. I, I understand if you took him ahead of a Kamara, I can understand that for sure. I have uh, Kamara. Miles Sanders is interesting. I have him ahead of uh, Miles Sanders. But I can listen to that. I would take Travis Etienne ahead of him. He's a um, Etienne's one. I would take him. Najee Harris ahead of him. I would take Jonathan Taylor ahead of him. Uh, I would take Brees Hall ahead of him. Um, I would take DeAndre Swift ahead of him. And that says a lot because DeAndre Swift is not being good. Um, so basically, you would have him at 16 because you're naming a lot of guys that I already had ahead of him because I have him at 12. Probably right there. And like um, Damien here, like he's on the I look at it like Damien Pierce and him are pretty close. He just okay. catches more passes. I have so Pierce I at him, 18. I would take him ahead of Damien Pierce. Here's one thing that made me perk up, though. When I was when I was watching the uh, Thanksgiving game, uh, one of the comments really struck a chord with me. They were talking uh, Colin Coward, or not Colin Coward, um, Chris Collinsworth. Uh, and Al Michaels were talking about how they were talking with Bill Belichick. And they said, one thing that really surprised us was when Bill Belichick started talking about Ramondre Stevenson. He said he is the most reliable guy that we have on the team. And he started talking about him and then making comparisons to stuff that Brady was doing and different things like that. So once you have the buy-in from Bill Belichick like that, we're already seeing the, the passing game workload. His consistency this year has been incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. Like we, like I mentioned in the question, five games over 20 points, hasn't scored less than 12 and a half since week two. Like, really, really good stuff. I think that there's enough well-roundedness and even just the receiving back. I mean, we saw uh, James White be right around this range for a long time on just passing work. No running work at all. I think I think Stevenson's still going to get a decent amount of running work as so well. So you would give a first for Stevenson? Easily. I would easily give a late first for for Andre Stevenson. I, uh, I actually would also. I would give a first for him, uh, and it's as a contender. As, as a, contender. a contender, I was going to say because because yeah. the rest of the year, I think I'm definitely getting that, and then I I'm, I'm probably going to get at least another year out of that guy, and then we'll see. I mean, if he does truly have that much, Bill Belichick has that much respect for him as far as his reliability. It's it, it does set up perfectly for like the next James White because I feel like that's how James White got his role. Mm -hmm. He was reliable. Bill Belichick knew he was going to do his job, and he could mix him in enough between the tackles that he could throw him on the field, and he could do either or. Sure. You know, like most likely he's going to be catching a pass, but he would still run him up the middle occasionally Absolutely. as well. And, and it's almost the opposite. Um, <clears throat> like you you could run him all day up the middle, and then you're still dumping passes off to him. It's like. It's a it's a perfect scenario, I think, if he does in fact have that much but even, faith in him. Even yeah. James White was a small window. Lawrence Maroney was a small window. Corey Dillon Lawrence was Maroney a small didn't even window. have a window, did he? I mean, what, I, White White's window was pretty big. It was what four or five seasons. Yeah, but for efficiency wise, for fantasy football, it was only really like two. Okay, I and I I, 
I could be wrong on this, okay. but I thought I looked into it. Same thing. Cause I want to like, I want to do something on James white before the season. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it, so this is, we're talking about like late July. He also dealt with a lot of injuries. So that could he be did. the reason So it was why. like, right. it was like late July, early August this year. Like I started mm-hmm. diving in and James white look at, cause again, we didn't know how it was going to go. We expect James white to be that potentially that third right. running back. Right. Hurt. And I started diving in. I was like, wow, James White only had two years. I believe, if I remember this correctly, yeah. like James White only had like two years of like sound well, production. That makes sense because I do now, now that very I'm thinking high back though. on it. Like it was, he was yeah, a like a legit RB1. But yeah, um, I, I do remember a lot of injuries with him. That was always his issue. So for me, it's just like, and you're right. Like, you know, if Bill Belichick loves him with Mac Jones. Could this work out? Could it be like, could we get two more years? Uh, I said hashtag two to three years. So we could easily get two more years. And then mm-hmm. he's worth a first if he drive you to playoffs this year and you get two more years. Absolutely. That's a home run first round pick giving up all day. It just makes me nervous. Like in New England, like Matt said before, that's the whole thing, man. Like, sure. It just makes me nervous. Like Damian Harris is still really young. You know, like it just, they could draft. This Jordan back class is so deep. They could easily, easily draft another guy in the third round because they just keep drafting guys or a fourth round. They and could. They, and he could Absolutely. be a quality running back because this, this class is so deep. You know what I mean? Like 100%. James they, White 2018 and 2019 were his two big years. Yeah, uh-huh. so two years. I was right. And then he had he had other, I mean, noticeable stat years, but those were the ones that he had over 100 targets. He, he must have been playing ridiculous. every single game. Yeah. Yep. So, and like, but like, if you look, if you think about it, you go back to like going back to what like Bill's had his team, like even like the Corey Dillon stuff like that. He's like, it's always been, it's always been these like really short term, mm-hmm. absolutely like guys mm-hmm. like in the windows. He, I think he knows that that is a, a short term position in yeah. the NFL. You know, well, he's been around long enough it, to kind of burn and his, turn through these guys, and it fits his contract perfectly because finishes out this year. He's got four years in his rookie deal. He would get two more after this year, and then they could cut ties with him yeah. and do whatever. But two and a half years for me, for a late first, especially if it pushes me over the top this year, which with the lack of reliability we have at running back right now, he's one of the most reliable guys and that's why i'm okay giving a first mm-hmm. of your contender is getting you through this year getting a very very consistent piece you're going to get between 15 and 20 something points every single week but wouldn't you rather just give up a couple of thirds for latavius murray no i guess not maybe not he's giving you running back one numbers yeah and that's the thing like with with a guy like murray he played great this week but it's the broncos i have no trust in that that's offense. A, i was gonna say i i just traded for latavius murray i didn't start him this week I, I got him as kind of running back yeah. depth down the down the stretch, and it's going to be I'm not going to start him until I need to, and and because you never you could get five points from him, or you can get 17 or 18 points from Latavius Murray, whereas in you're just getting 15 to 20 something with with Rumondre. Yeah, those are kind of trades. Though sometimes I'm just like I'm so I I just don't like making like I don't like giving up first for running backs. I don't know for sure. I get that. What's going on? So. Uh, speaking of running backs, Josh Jacobs goes over 300 yards this week. Dominated. Bonkers. Currently number one, running back one overall. Um, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, so probably a good chance he gets franchise. I, yeah, uh, I think they're going to bring him back. And, I mean, for us, I know. Sammy. For us, <laughs> I know, like, right? to talk, like, if you've listened to this <laughs> show. a couple good runs this week, too. I know. He did. If you've listened to the show um, for a long time and going back to where Josh Jacobs was coming out, Josh Jacobs was our 1-1 coming out. Mm-hmm. We absolutely loved him. Um, at no point throughout the process of playing fantasy have any of us ever fallen off Josh Jacobs. Nope. All we've questioned is, like, why don't they use him more in the passing game and why don't they use him? Like, that was that our was biggest question. Best attributes coming out of right. college. And, and, and they used him this week me, in the passing game. And me... Loving Zamir was because they didn't pick up the fifth year option. They right. drafted a running back. I was connecting dots like 
any sane person I think would. Yeah. And then they just go and run the heck out of him. He looks fantastic, and now we're off, right? And Zamir gets two carries again. Yeah, if two that. carries again. I if mean, that. so like we've always been Josh Josh Jacobs fans, yep. and you know, do they do they franchise? Him? I'd imagine they franchise him. May they sign him to a long term contract and kill Zamir White, um, Could possibly. Be. But yep. again, there's a lot of unknowns here. So for me. If I'm not a legit contender, like this is the perfect time to sell Josh Jacobs, right? Mm-hmm. Like 26 years old, about to go in that second contract, coming off an all-time high career week. Like not even an all-time career high, all-time fantasy football running mm-hmm. back finish high. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, he's got a really tough fantasy football schedule for the playoffs. Really tough. Week one of the playoffs, week 15, he plays New England. Number one against the fantasy football running back overall. Second week, uh, they play Pittsburgh. 14 overall versus the run. So, but they, just, but, but they also just got TJ Watt back. So that changes things a little sure. bit as well. So that, I, you'd imagine they play a little bit better. And then for your championship game, they play San Francisco, number five overall no versus fantasy football running back. So Rough. if you have Josh Jacobs, obviously you're a contender, you keep him. But understand he's got a very tough road ahead for your playoffs. Um, it might be even interested, like if you, if you are a contender, can you flip – Josh Jacobs for like Ramondre Stevenson and a first, right? Can you get um that? And that's what I'm talking about. Like, oh, just trading for nothing. Even if you're a contender, I would be interested because I'm always trying to move running backs when they're at peak value. Mm-hmm. And you can argue right now is a peak value for Josh Jacobs, right? right. Running back it's one overall. Pretty, overall. pretty simple. Coming, coming off, off like career. 48 yeah. point game. That helps. Yeah. Youth about to, about to get a, a contract, right? Like, so. These are like prime, like this is like the prime, for me, if I'm like doing like a dynasty lecture, like this is what you're always waiting for when it comes to a running back, right? The, the, it, like the, it couldn't be the, the blow most up perfect. week right before the deadline. Yes. Yes. It, about to go into a second contract, 26 years old, best game of his career, yeah. tough bat. You know, like if I'm writing a book on when to sell running backs, this is the most number one example of when you sell running backs, yep. right? Like, yep. can you get high. Brees Hall? This is like a pie in the sky thing yeah. that you're trying to make up in that in that scenario, but it's actually coming it's actually true. It's actually come true. Yeah, so, like, yep. I don't know how you guys feel about 100%. it. 100%. Like, if I could get Brees Hall, I would do it all day and twice. And time. I love Josh Jacobs. Like, I, this is Good not, player. there's no hate about, like, I've always been a fan, always will be. I know we talked about, like, dude, so yeah. I know this is only one year in Alabama, but this kid is unbelievable. You know what I mean? Um, so the talent's there. No matter where he goes, whether he stays in Raiders, I think he's going to be quality running back for the next couple of years. But, like, again, if I get a 23 first and Ramondre Stevenson, I'm doing it. If I get a 23 first and another running back to help me along the way, True. I'm doing it. If I get Brees Hall, all day, I'm doing it and taking the loss. <laughs> Even my contender. Like, I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll go trade for Ramondre, and then I'll go trade for, like, if I do the flip, I'm going to my first for Ramondre. I'll trade for Latavius. Uh, I'll go trade for Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'll make a move. He'll, he'll figure it out if you can get Brees. So, big fan. Very happy for him. I don't know if he's um, changing my ranks that much because, again, he's about to go into a second contract for me. Right. Uh, he's he's in that spot where he's no longer creeping up. He's going He's going to start going down. There's literally nowhere to go from here but down. Right. So, <laughs> nowhere else. And that's in rankings and ADP, all sorts. Because so he's, he's at the pinnacle. I mean, he really is. Well, I got something to tell everybody as well before we go. Uh-oh. We are currently, so we had a Black Friday and Cyber Monday deal uh, for the Nerd Herd. And you know, if you're new to the show, you got to get DynastyNerds.com. 
and you got to see all the tools we have to offer. So we just had a massive film room update, like 30, 40 games we added to the Dynasty. Oh, it was over 100. It was over 100. Oh, I'm sorry. Over 100 games <laughs> yeah, we added. It was a lot. Whoa. To the film room. And this is where it gets real hot and heavy. We start adding a ton Whoa. of games. So the perfect time to get into the Dynasty Nerds film room, right? Like, this is the time you do it. Watch all the tape. You can watch every player that's coming out in the draft, their entire game, every snap they play. You can watch the entire game in like five minutes because it's only the snaps they play. You get the Dynasty GM. Which we're about to launch a Dynasty GM 2.0 here in about the next four weeks. It looks unbelievable. We have a tool going to the Dynasty GM that's going to change that no other Dynasty tool lets you do. Like it's going to let when we say this thing is going to be custom customizable, essentially to make the view Dynasty from your eyes. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be a tool for the Dynasty player, not just for Dynasty nerds, but for you and how you view Dynasty. That's where Dynasty GM 2.0 is going. And in there, you have the trade finder. You have the league analyzer, which is my favorite. Player shares, uh, rankings. You have so much. It's all going to an app as well. So come January 1st, we should have the Dynasty Ooh. Nerds app. I can't wait for that. Uh, we have the Nerd Score, which you guys are starting working at. Yep. And so much more. We, we, we use every subscription that we have to just build more stuff. And we have all these things in a pipeline that for the next three years to build. And we have our biggest promo yet. It's 25% off our membership using Holiday 25. That's Holiday 25, H-O-L-I-D-A-Y 25. You're going to get 25% off of your Nerd Herd membership. Um, and once you get in, you're locked in uh, there for that price. And I think we're going to run this for the rest of the year because now we're getting ready for the off season. We mm-hmm. want to get everybody encouraged here, get a chance to get in the film room for a good price. You could buy this monthly and pay less than a cup of coffee a month now at 25% off or you can buy the yearly package, which is the best bang for your buck. Yeah, just get the yearly. 25% off, holiday 25, check it out. Not only right now, if everything stayed the same, I feel like we have some of the best tools on the market today, but I feel like come January 1st, we're about to take a massive step forward and we have all the tools to help you. I said the film room is, when you wonder where we watch our tape, we watch our tape in our film room. Um, I know everybody from CBS to Every other dynasty site, they they when I see them at the expo, they're always like, "Dude, thank you for the film room. I use your film room. Yep. I like your film room better than any other access I have to tape because it's the best." That's that's how I first started talking with Danny Kelly from The Ringer was because he uses our film room. Yeah, it's that's why it's you'd awesome. be you'd be surprised at the the people that are on TV mm-hmm. that you watch that use our film room to watch their rookie tape. Uh, it's that good and. We invest a lot into it to make sure it's that good and it's worth every dollar. Mm-hmm. So that's worth that's literally worth the cup of coffee there for the couple months by itself. But check it out. We have a lot of cool tools. Holiday 25. Join the Nerd Herd. It's the coolest place to be in Dynasty. And you get a bonus podcast, which we're about to jump into, which is really important. We do our rookie breakdowns because we do half and half. People are like, half why do you do half and half? I'm like, dude, we got a lot of rookies to cover. Yeah. We'd never yeah. get through it. We would have to start like we, January. I was one. Gonna say we'd have to start now. Yeah, <laughs> to get through start the rookies. If we're only doing them on the free show. <laughs> like, dude, you know what? No expensive developers are. These tools aren't cheap, Very much and to maintain cheap. them, we need ten thousand more subscriptions. <laughs> so get on, nerders, just to build more cool tools. Stuff. So true statement. Come on in. We appreciate you. We we'll back next week talking more dynasty fantasy football. Adios.